you have probably received quite a lot of information um, over yesterday and today, um, a lot of food for thought, um, I would imagine. So there's, there's probably some things that, that you'll, you'll know that you'll be able to implement and start, and something very practical that you can be like, yep, that, I'm going to run with that. Um, that makes sense to me, that's right for right now, and I, I know what I can do with it, and you can kick that into action. And other things, like I said, that you'll just kind of need to mull over for a while. And I think, um, yeah, really listen for that discernment of the Holy Spirit as to which one, which one you're to go after and the things that you're just meant to kind of hold for a little while um, and pray through. Um, and both of those reactions um, are okay because God's always going to reveal more in that. So we've got the next roughly hour and a half, um, hour and 20 minutes or so together. And I just want to take that time to just unpack some stuff um, about what it means to build a prophetic lifestyle, to live out your prophetic gifting um, every day. And some thoughts that I have, some things that I have learned and some things that I am learning as well. Um, and then we'll have a chance to get practical. So we'll spend some time just doing some activations, so activating the gift of prophecy and actually doing it instead of just talking about it. I've done a lot of talking about it um, and a little bit of doing it. So let's do a little bit of talking about it and a lot of doing it. Um, so building a prophetic lifestyle. I think it's really important at the, at the beginning to remind us that we don't turn off um, our different giftings. Um, we can't turn them on and off. We can't put them um, in a box. They are deeply and intricately connected to who we are and they reflect who we are as well. They're, they're um, part of us. And some parts um, of growing in your gifting might seem a wee bit clunky sometimes as you discover new things and you might make some mistakes along the way um, or you might feel a wee bit insecure about some, a particular way that you're going and I think it's just important to say that that's okay um, and that's to be expected. So don't be surprised if as you step into a new season it just feels a wee bit uneven or it feels a wee bit clunky and you're kind of thinking, oh, how does this work? I'm not really sure. Um, this feels, this is just, I was familiar back there, but I'm just, I'm not sure how it feels here. Um, so I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised with that. Um, but I think some of it will feel quite natural. So really embrace that and enjoy it when it feels natural as well. Um, and it, as for some of you, I think it's probably been a journey of discovering some things that you were already aware of, but that you didn't necessarily realize were connected to your prophetic gifting. So Mikey and I were talking about that, about um, some things that you, you realized and then now you're kind, of, you're kind of seeing them working out and you're thinking, I didn't realize that was prophetic, but I think it actually was, you know? Um, so be encouraged when something like that comes along because that's just, again, God bringing that, that revelation again to you and saying, see how I've made you um, and I made you prophetic before you even knew that you were prophetic. Um, isn't he so faithful? I'm always surprised by when I was younger, I know now that I was really aware of the Holy Spirit. But back then I didn't know who the Holy Spirit was and I didn't know what that was and now looking back I'm just like man you were so faithful to me and I didn't even know who you were um, so take that time to be grateful to God for the way he is faithful to us even when, when we don't know it um, so my guess is if you're here regardless of what stage of that journey you're on you already know like we talked about earlier that you can hear from God you're aware that he speaks to you and you know how he speaks to you and you're learning more of that um, and this is a place to stretch your gifting um, and to, to feed your gifting as well as you grow. Um, but that initial hearing of God's voice, that's already there. It's already there. So um, just take confidence in that, I think, as well. Take confidence in that. So I hope you'll 
you'll realize that. I hope you'll recognize that in yourself, that the gift is there. And we now want you to be able to wield it really well. We want you to know how to wield your gifting um, and how to stretch yourself and how to grow as well. I think that this is a, a place for that. And you have your external context as well where you can cultivate some of what you're learning here and then take it back to your own church, take it back to your own friendship group or take it back to your family, whatever that, um, or with your flatmates or whatever that looks like right now. Yeah. Um, so the word lifestyle, so building a prophetic lifestyle, to me that suggests that it is um, the whole of our lives. And that's what I've really noticed as well as I've grown in this, that we as prophetic people, we need to realize that our whole lives are connected into this gifting. Look at Jesus. He was, he was a prolific speaker. He taught in the temple all the time and he revealed God's truth publicly to groups and individuals. He was moving strongly in his gifting and he was moving strongly in his calling and he was faithful to it. But he was also an early riser um, and he went out in the dark mornings when probably no one else was really about. Um, and he had that discipline of getting up early and going to pray to his father. We only know about that because it's written in the Bible. We're lucky to have that evidence, but um, probably most of the people around him, they might not have known that he did that. Maybe they saw him sneaking back in um, for, in time for breakfast or something. But, you know, he just, that was his discipline. He lived this lifestyle. It was everything. It wasn't just the parts that people saw. It was everything. He knew how to spend time with his father in that intimate, in that secret place. And he was also expectant of his father um, to act. He was expectant of his father to act because he knew the father really well, because he had immersed himself in his presence. And so because of that, because of what he'd done, because of how he had immersed himself in the presence of God, he then stepped out expectantly in healing and in releasing people as well. So I want to take a little bit of time now and go through some of those ways that we as prophetic people um, can cultivate and can build a prophetic lifestyle. And I'm keen that this doesn't become a to-do list because it's Christmas time and the last thing that you need is another to-do list. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think some of these ideas will already be present in your life and that God just kind of wants to raise them up um, and bring them to prominence and just reveal, it's like shining a light on them. He just wants to say, look, it's already here. I just want you to recognize it for what it is and for what it is that I've given you. Um, So I'd again encourage you to listen to that prompt of the Holy Spirit um, as he shows you how he wants um, to help you grow, particularly in this season. And Holy Spirit was sent to be our helper. He was sent to be our helper. That's one of the names that's given to him and, and he will help us here. He is here and he will help us as we consider this stuff. Okay. So that was a very long introduction. I apologize. Let's dive in. Um, Angela spoke last night, if you were here, about practicing the presence of God, um, about that glory that is within us already um, and the presence which is readily available to us. And this is really key as we consider building a prophetic lifestyle. Hearing God's voice comes out of relationship with him. The prophetic flows from the presence of God. If we're not... um, immersing ourselves in the presence of God, we are going to find the road of the prophetic so much harder. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be, it's a battle already, but it will be that internal battle because we're not deeply connected to the Father. Um, So maybe God is calling you back 
um, to that again. And it's really hard to pretend in the presence of God, isn't it? You know, it's easy to pretend in front of people that everything's okay and that you're doing fine. Um, and you can do that, and sometimes you need to do that for your own, for your own sake, but it's, it's difficult to pretend in front of God because it's a place where we are confronted, good or not so good, with our true selves and with the truth of who God is. If you remember Adam and Eve in the garden, they tried to hide, but they couldn't. God came looking for them, and, and, and he confronted them with that prying question um, of why are you hiding? Why are you hiding from me? Um, and I think that God will come to us with that same question at times in our lives. Why are you hiding from me? Don't you realize that you can't? And I don't want you to, you know? And look at his reaction um, after that. Yes, there was the fall um, when sin entered the world and, and the, that drastic moment um, that we read about. But the first thing he did was that he closed them, you know? So no matter what, the, the final consequences will be. God always wants to bring that immediate need as well. He brought their immediate need, which was that they would be clothed as well. So maybe this is a real strength of yours. That's wonderful. <laughs> Thank God. Ask him for more. But perhaps this idea of practicing the presence needs a little bit more prominence in your life. Maybe in this season, maybe over this holiday season, God is calling you to a place of rest in him, of just being in his presence of being like Mary, who chose the better thing. She chose the better thing by sitting at the feet of Jesus. Martha was rushing about in the kitchen, which is not a bad thing, but in that moment, in that situation, Jesus was in the room, and Mary had chosen the better thing. She was sitting at his feet. Practically, her choice didn't make sense. You know, it didn't. Um, there was work to be done, but for that time she had chosen well. So how can we choose well? How can we choose well to practice that presence? And it might look different for everyone, and it probably will. For some, it might be meditative. It might be soaking in God's presence. Maybe that's how you're going to be able to connect with him, just being still. For others, it might be going for a walk. Maybe you're someone who really connects to God through nature. Um, don't think that that isn't practicing the presence of God. That is, you're in the very presence of God whenever you're in creation. Um, so maybe that's, maybe that's a way that you could connect with the Father um, over this holiday season is going for a walk. Maybe for others it's painting or drawing or writing. Maybe you connect to God through writing. Whatever it is, enjoy it because it will feed you. God wants us to enjoy spending time with him. Build a lifestyle of practicing the presence of God. So we spoke already of how Jesus was expectant of God's faithfulness. Um, he was expectant of God to act. Um, and we need to build something similar in, I think, as well. We need to build a lifestyle of stepping out in faith and in expectation. A lifestyle of stepping out in faith and of expectation. So be expectant. Be expectant that God wants to use you to speak his truth in whatever situation you find yourself in. Be prepared as well to step out in faith, to give that encouraging word to someone, to speak God's truth in a situation, to pray for healing, whatever it is, and seek every opportunity to use the gift. The Bible tells us um, to eagerly desire the gift of prophecy. 
And as we eagerly desire it, we should eagerly desire to use it as well. So don't just eagerly desire the gift for the gift's sake, but eagerly desire it so that you can use it as well. Because we know what a blessing it is. And some of those stories we were sharing early, earlier um, in Stephen and Angela's seminar of how, um, <coughs> of how we have seen the prophetic bless a community or bless an individual, um, that's, that's when we stepped out in faith. That was when we stepped out in expectation. How can we build that in to our everyday lives? One way that I encourage my own team in this is that if they don't know where to start, um, you know, sometimes people will say, but like, how do you do that? You know, how do you, how do you, how do you do that every day? You know, it's fair enough whenever you're in a ministry team and you're going prayer walking, then I get it. But what about when I'm just on my own or when I'm just coming to church and, you know, I'm just, I'm tired. How do I do that? Um, and one thing I've encouraged some people to do is when you go to church or maybe you're going to a cafe or something, um, to ask God where he wants you to sit. That's a simple question, isn't it? We all hear from God. You can come into a room and you can say, right, God, where do you want me to sit right now? You know? And then just do it. And then whenever you get there, say, right, why? Who? You know? And just wait on God's leading. Um, And you're doing it quietly, you know? And you're doing it within that that place where you're comfortable as well because you're not... It's not an immediate thing where you're having to like, I have to prophesy over this person right now and they're right in front of me. You know, you're just, you're, you're just in a comfortable place um, to learn to practice that and um, that stepping out in faith and trusting that if God tells you to go and sit in a particular place or to um, go and stand by a particular person um, or to go to a particular queue in the supermarket that he has a reason um, for it. And that's just simply following God's leading um, and being expected that as he has planned for you to sit in that particular place or go to that particular cafe that he might have an encouraging word for someone near you that only you can deliver and that you will deliver in a way that that person needs to receive it. And I think um, testimony is really key here as well. Um, We need to recount the stories of what God has done. We did that a little earlier um, and it's just, it's it's amazing. We, We need to speak out what God has done because that builds faith in people, whenever people share a testimony of what God has done, the faith in in the body rises, you know, and people, I mean, whenever they were talking about the red carpet thing, I was like, yeah, I want to do that, that's amazing, and you were thinking the same, and actually texted me in the middle of that, she was like, can we do that, you know? Sat at the back, like, yeah, can we do it tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. And didn't that rise our faith yeah. a little bit as we heard that story? As we thought, hey, I could do that, and that's that's amazing, you know. So if you have been if you've been healed, like I shared earlier, if you've been healed, then you have faith for healing to to release. You need to you need to share it. If you've been brought into freedom, you don't need to give every detail, but you do need to say that God has freed me. He's freed me from bondage. He's forgiven my sin. He's forgiven me, you know. Um, you have faith um, for breaking chains. So build yourself a lifestyle of faith and of expectation. And thirdly, another building block um, is about building a lifestyle of relationship with the Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit is our friend. Um, we said already he is our helper. He's our comforter. He's our advocate our intercessor, and he's our teacher as well. The deepest part of us, our spirit, the deepest part of us is connected to the deepest part of God. How amazing is that, that we get to be connected to the very spirit of God. 
spirit to spirit. So are you in relationship with the Holy Spirit? Do you know him? Do you seek him? Maybe you do, and that's wonderful. Keep going in that. But if you don't, do you talk to him? Do you pray to the Holy Spirit? We can do that, <laughs> you know? Um, so often we, we start, dear God, you know, which is wonderful. Dear Father, that's great. But let's not leave out the Holy Spirit, you know? He's not, a, he's not an add-on in the Trinity. He is um, fully, um, fully part of it. Um, and we need to give him that space as well because, it, I mean, it says in 1 Corinthians 2, chapter 11, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. And what we're seeking as prophetic people are the thoughts of God. So we need to talk to the Spirit of God in order to get that because He is the one who knows. And I want to be connected to that. I mean, you could do just a whole seminar on the Spirit alone. Um, so I'm not, I'm not even going to try and cover it all. Um, but I just wonder if maybe God is prompting some of you to come back to His Spirit, to come back to a place of intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Which of those attributes, the teacher, helper, advocate, intercessor, friend, or comforter, which one do you need to know Holy Spirit again as, or maybe for the first time? So build a a, a lifestyle of relationship with Holy Spirit. We need to build a lifestyle that seeks the depths of God's word as well. And that engages in worship. That is so key. We have been given these incredible tools. We've got this incredible tool of having the Bible, um, which is just the sword of the Spirit. You know, it's, it's wonderful. Um, we have the chance to come together and worship, whether that's sung worship or spoken worship, um, worship by going for a walk, you know. It covers lots and lots of different things. Um, that we need to build a lifestyle that seeks those things and that becomes disciplined in them as well. So maybe you hear from God really easily during worship or when you're reading the Bible. Go for that, you know? If that's somewhere where God's word just comes really readily to you, then find those places, you know? Put on some worship music in your kitchen and, and listen to what God is saying. Um, listen to him in the morning if you're reading your Bible. Um, he will speak. He will speak. So I'd ask, um, I'd ask that simple question to God, just whenever you're coming, when you're coming to him in worship or you're coming to his word, God, what do you say? What do you say? You don't have to frame your questions with the Father hugely eloquently, you know? They don't, and they don't need to, they don't, you don't need to get into all the depth already. You know, we talked about, um, was it Zechariah? Yeah, and um, we spoke about Zechariah in the last seminar, who just said, who are they? What are they doing? Where are they going? Really simple questions. We just need to come to God with those simple questions. God, what do you say? What are you doing? Build a lifestyle of reading the Bible um, and of worship um, and of asking God those questions within that place. And finally, before we get active, um, a very obvious one. Um, so building a lifestyle of listening. Pretty important. Because if you don't listen... You won't hear. It sounds obvious, but it's amazing how often we forget that. If you don't listen, you're not going to hear. If you don't, if you don't keep quiet, you're not going to hear God's voice. You know, 
I think that's so important. I mean, I, I, love, I love praying, and I love vocalizing my prayers, but actually, I mean, sometimes you just need to shut up. Sometimes you just need to just put a sock in it and let God speak. Um, because if you keep prattling on, how is God going to get over that? He is not a competitive God. He is not going to compete over the noise that is in our lives, the noise that we put there. <laughs> and he's a jealous God as well. He is jealous for our attention. So maybe if you're struggling to hear from God, if listening is maybe a battle, maybe take some time and reflect, what's making all the noise in my life? What is making all the noise in my life? What has taken precedence? And if you don't know, ask the Father, because he will show you. I said earlier, God is not one who keeps us in the dark. He wants us to move forward. He wants us to move in freedom. So if you don't know what's making all the noise in your life, ask him. Psalm 37, verse 7 says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. And Psalm 62, verse 5 says, My soul, wait in silence for God. My soul, wait in silence for God. I love that, that the psalmist speaks to his soul. That he speaks right to the very core of his being and he says, My soul, wait in silence for God. So we're going to do that now. Um, that's all I've got to say. Um, we're going to spend some time waiting um, and listening to God for ourselves, first of all, because I think that's important, um, that we allow God to really just, you know, we've kind of got, got all this information and we just want God to sift it a little bit and, um, and to show us, okay, this is, this is what I want you to focus on um, as well. So listening to God for ourselves, um, listening to God for each other as well. We've done a little bit of that, but um, listening to God for each other. And then we're going to listen to God for our city and for a nation, and have that boldness of speaking out um, those, those prophetic words, scriptures, pictures, over our city and over our nation, and we're going to pray into those together, um, and trust that as prophetic people, we have that authority. We have the authority not because of who we are, but because of who he is. We have that authority because of Jesus. So, we're gonna, we've got loads of time. We've got um, an R to do all this so we're going to take that time um, and I want you just to enjoy that time as well you know we've got this time don't feel stressed about it don't try for that striving we don't want that I want you to enjoy this time and to enjoy resting in God's presence as well and Kira, if you want to come and join us as well you can um, so where is God prompting you in this stuff Maybe he's highlighting a lack somewhere. Maybe he's highlighting that. Um, I've written that. What is God prompting you to change or start as you seek to build a prophetic lifestyle? I realise that was a lot of information there. Um, we can put and um, we can rattle back through it again, or, or rattle look through your notes. But where is what's God's what's God doing? What does He want you to change, or what does He want you to start? as you think about how you can build a prophetic lifestyle. And I'll just give you um, plenty of time. We've got about maybe 
take about sort of 15 minutes for that, just to just to spend that time listening. If you want to move around the room, if you want to go for a walk um, around the room, take a wee turn about, you can um, use the space. If you want to go and get a cup of tea, that's all right. God still speaks whenever you've got a cup of tea in your hand. Um, but I'm just going to pray um, and just welcome the Holy Spirit. That's really important whenever we come to um, listen to the Father that we pray <laughs> and we say, hey, we can't do this without you. So let me pray for us. Yeah, Holy Spirit, we just welcome you here. We thank you that you are already here. We praise you that you have good things to say. And yeah, Holy Spirit, as the one who prompts us, as the one who nudges us, I just pray that you will come and prompt us um, in our minds as we think on what we might need to change or what we might need to start as you seek to refine this prophetic life, this prophetic lifestyle that we're trying to build. And, and Father, where there is maybe lack, will you reveal that? And will you show us, don't just show us the lack, but show us what you want to pour into that place as well. We welcome you here. And we ask that you will speak. 